I was put on this earth to seek and destroy and to hurt other podcasts. Is that sadistic? Maybe to some people. Not to me. I enjoy it. It's what I do. That's why I'm here. What does you wish you could mean to me? It's a podcast that I show up for, kick somebody's ass, and I don't get paid to do so. How do I feel about the people that were disappointed that I made fun of Cheap Heat? I don't care. Disappointment? Surprise? <laughs> I love every minute of it. If there's one message I have for Cheap Heat and all the other podcasts, you can think all you want that you can beat us. Dream, wish, because when it's all said and done, you wish you could podcast is going to kick your ass. And it will be like it will be unlike any other ass kicking you've ever received. This isn't a fairy tale. There's no fairy tale ending. There's no happy feel good moment on this podcast. We're going to fuck up any competition. The end. Balls out for Harambe. Welcome to another episode of the You Wish You Could podcast. This is the god that runs the pod, Mike Canatella, along with Flying Brian. What's up, people? And God, um, who else is... Basically, if you can list it like Jericho could, it's their favorite, Perry Jericho. What's up? What's up? All right, guys, we got a action-packed episode... For this week, do we not? No, I mean, it's a decent episode. I wouldn't say action-packed. It's uh, packed with something, though. Um, Let's see. We're going to talk about No Mercy. We're going to do Raw Smackdown and then our WWE games over the years, including the newest WWE 2K17, which uh, I think most of us at this point, if not all of us, have played, right? Yep. Yeah, no, definitely been playing it. Okay, cool beans, cool beans. Um, I will throw it over to... Oh, actually, before we do that, let me uh, just plug Downright Network really quickly. Uh, Joe and Anthony could not make it on, but I promise you we will have them in some form next week. Um, but on the podcast, I'm going to throw this out there for you guys. Joe uh, messaged me. He wants to do something cool with us. Uh, kind of what's called like a fantasy booking, essentially, which uh, we've talked about a couple different times. We're the three of us are essentially going to be GMs of a roster. Uh, they're going to be GMs of a roster, and we're, they're going to simulate it in WWE 2K17 on their network. Would you guys be down for this? Totally. Oh yeah. All right. The challenge is on, motherfuckers. Downright Network is going down. Right. See what I did there, guys? You see? Oh, Got... oh yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fact that I can see your faces and the disdain makes it so much better. <laughs> All right, so yep, Downright Network. Check them out, downrightnetwork.com, helping you do everything and uh, reviewing games and all types of media. Uh, check out Downright Network today. Uh, so I'll throw it over to you guys for the gorilla position, and uh, take it away, guys. Are you? Would you like to go first? Um, I have a couple different things, so I don't know. Um, why don't you start? We can cut this part out, Brian. You can just start. Because okay. I, have, I have a couple things. I'll just play off of you, and then I'll go into some of my stuff, too. So uh, I think one of the biggest things coming out of this week is Paige being <coughs> suspended again. Again. Uh, 
again. <laughs> Fucking dumbass. Uh, but saying it's uh, for prescription drugs that she has a prescription for, but they're saying it's not, and them going back and forth, and now her also needing surgery as well, and there's a good chance WWE won't fuck the bill for it because they don't think it's necessary, so there's a chance that they won't pay for her surgery either. Well, that's interesting. That part I didn't hear. I know that uh, definitely WWE came back and essentially said, uh, well, no, it's not prescription drugs. It's illegal drugs, and uh, there was really no response to that on her end. Um but no, I didn't know that they might not be paying for the surgery. That's pretty interesting. Anybody yeah, else I think? Did, yeah. I, I did see that. I, was, I just saw that uh, their doctors don't believe that she actually needs the surgery. Okay. So um, for them to pay for it, one of their their doctors on payroll have to approve it. It can't just be approved by like an outside doctor. So they're saying it's not necessary. She's saying it is. They're going back and forth. Whether they pay or not, this is really the end for her. I was just going to ask, do any of you guys feel like her career is pretty much kaputs? Yeah, girl, you yeah. are stupid. Stupid. This is like, this, this kills me, and it happens with a lot of famous people, and I never understand, because you're given something that not only was your dream at one point, but it's like so many people dream about having that would never dare fuck it up. Like, you're at the top of the mountain. There's nowhere to go from here that's any bigger or any better than, than what you're doing. And just people fuck it up so quickly and, like, so stupidly. It's like, you know what I mean? Wait for your shit to expire. Don't sign another contract and do your own thing, but leave on good terms. Don't fuck around and leave on bad terms, get yourself suspended, whatever you're going to do. And then they never want to hire you back. You're just going to end up a fucking bum. You blew it! Damn right. Exactly. (laughs) Um, do you guys want to talk about the most recent news coming out of uh, the woodworks about uh, NXT TakeOver? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Brian. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, so it was announced tonight at the NXT tapings that Mickey James is returning at NXT Toronto to face Asuka for the NXT Women's Championship. Speaking of Mickey James... Have you seen my wiener? Damn right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh, man, I remember when Mickey James came in. When she first came in, I was like, holy shit. (laughs) Who the fuck is that? Does anybody remember the WrestleMania moment with Mickey James and Trish Stratus that they legit took off of everything unless you have the original recording? No. no. Okay. Oh, um, so I think if I'm not, I, I don't remember exactly which WrestleMania it was. I want to say 17. I could be wrong. Uh, Mickey James versus Trish Stratus for the Women's Championship. I think it was still the Women's Championship at this time anyways. Um, and Mickey James in the middle of the match, it has like Trish Stratus in like some hold, grabs a handful of vagina, like wipes up, and then licks her hand. I vaguely remember this. Oh, oh man. <laughs> it, and what's funny is they, they literally cut away from all of it on uh, the network, on the DVD, like unless you watched it like on pay-per-view, or I'm sure some people have it streaming online, you can't see it. So that's something oh, to, uh, definitely she, to go check out. She was so sick. I loved that storyline where she was like, 
obsessed, obsessed, but almost in like a sexual way too with Trish Stratus, and it was like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, they speaking, definitely. Got. Sp- speaking of Trish Stratus, just announced that she's pregnant with her second child. There you yeah. go. When you're married to Trish Stratus, you keep getting her pregnant. It's the right thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this train is getting derailed quickly. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. Uh huh. Um, let me see. What else do we got? Uh, oh, well, uh, let's go ahead. Let's move on to um, more ladies with the Total Bellas. Okay, show. go ahead. We don't have to go over the whole show because I know that a lot of people aren't interested in it, but I watch it every week with my wife, and um. I just, I was watching it and I couldn't help but feel so angry the whole time because John Cena is a fucking asshole. He's like such a cocksucker in this show. <laughs> he like, I'm not even kidding. He makes all these crazy fucking rules. Like he has this ginormous house, ginormous, like a house that you wouldn't even need because you don't even probably know as many people as could probably stay in that house, which they have a guest house because he doesn't like people staying in the actual house. Wait, like, just, Nikki sleeps in the guest house? No, like, Nikki oh. stays in the house. But, like, you know, like, Daniel Bryan and um, their brother JJ and, and Bree are staying. And, like, Bree and Brian, like, stay in the guest house. Like, they don't even stay in the main house. It's so weird. And he has, like, all these fucking crazy rules. Like, they have to, like, eat breakfast together every morning. And then they have to be home at night at some point. They all have to be together so they can have, like, a talk. Every night, once a week, they have to have a formal dinner where they all dress up. Like, there's so many fucking crazy rules this guy has. Like, they can't even live. Uh, it's, like, nuts. I wait, You guys have to just watch it. Just It's, like, mind-blowing how much of an asshole he is. I mean, that's pretty interesting. I mean, but, I mean, the whole guest house thing, I mean, I, I that's not going to, you know, drive why me up you, a wall. Why would you have people stay in a guest house when they're staying with you for, like, three months? When you have a fucking house where you probably wouldn't even see them if they were walking around it for a fucking week. That is true. But then again, you know, Ryan had to stay in the pool house. So, I mean, that was, you know, that's on par. What's that? I said Ryan had to stay in the pool house. Ryan Atwood's different. I guess. He was a criminal. He was, he was a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, can I talk about something on Gorilla Position that I don't know if you guys have heard, but I find quite freaking interesting uh, considering like all recent uh, things that are going on, Billy Corgan suing TNA. I actually have that article up right now. I was just reading it before we went on. Yeah, like what? Like there's no. From what I'm reading, there's no report of the filings just yet. Uh, those are still to be come out. But he is suing Dixie, her husband, uh, Impact Entertainment, or whatever it's called. Like the full Ventures, on. Yeah. yeah, like I I want to know what the hell's going on. Unless it's to get more money to relaunch the brand and get it. Uh, the way he wants to, but I don't... Apparently, there's major heat backstage between the two of them right now. Well, I would imagine. Uh, And uh, I I think it's because Dixie keeps making these quick fixes, they're saying, by borrowing money from this person and that person and making all these quick fixes and not investing fully into the company again. Apparently, he was granted a temporary restraining order and filed a bond to support it. And then uh, there's a temporary injunction that was scheduled for... uh, next Thursday, and Corgan has requested a six-person jury to decide the case, and the lawsuit, all the filings for the lawsuit are being sealed until further notice. I mean, that's some pretty fucking intense shit. That I'm just that's saying. That's heavy. Right. Yeah. Like, legit heavy. Something serious went down, and I can't wait to fucking find out what it is. Yeah. 
uh, that's uh, I'm definitely interested to see where this goes. Um, and I'm um, also interested to, to hope that Billy Corgan can actually successfully get uh, TNA or whatever he ends up calling it off the ground, in all honesty. Well, yeah. Matt Hardy wants to buy it. Does Matt Hardy have Matt, enough money? Who knows? I don't, they're doing the, the last set of tapings at the, at the Hardy compound. No, that I yeah. know, and that's going to be pretty interesting. Um, he yeah, invite, I can't wait. He invited the New Day out to it yep. and, and in exchange offered to do a WWE show. Um, he invited uh, Young Bucks as well. Yeah. He, there's, he said, uh, I saw something today, he said he has like three teams from outside the company already signed up to do this event. Okay. Um. So, and then um, what was the other thing that I had on here? I'm sorry, guys. Goldberg. I'm like, there you go. That's it. Goldberg. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I'm not too crazy about that, so you guys can talk about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, there's no way, shape, or form that I'm excited about this in in any way. If they let them have a straight-up fight, it might be interesting, but they, I feel like they're going to try to get too scientific, and it's going to be shit again. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's... uh, I don't know. I kind of feel like Brock Lesnar is just going to beat the ever-living piss out of Goldberg. Something, that's some... what I'm hoping for. <laughs> I'm hoping for that. Because there's no fucking reason that Goldberg needs to be here. He's an old man. He's an old-ass man. Look at him. he got all the white hair on his face and shit. You are not a tough guy anymore. You might have been 20 years ago, but now is not the time for you to come back and, like, try and get in the ring. Like, I feel like it's going to be like Sting. Like, they're going to have, like, this little build-up thing, and then they're going to build him up to lose. Uh, it's like, yeah. But I hope so because I, I, you know, if they have Lesnar, Lesnar lose to someone like Goldberg that's just coming back, his old, old ass man coming back has like super ring rust. It's gonna be awful. It's gonna be a slap in the face. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like they're building Brock Lesnar as such a beast and like dominant and this and that. He's the cover of the game. He's this. He's that. And then he loses to Bill Goldberg, who just essentially came out of retirement. It doesn't make sense. I don't. I, I hope, hope he tears him the fuck up. I hope he breaks his fucking hips. Oh Jesus! Old ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, the last thing, um, as far as uh, gorilla position that I want to talk about is, if anybody did not watch NXT last night, Sanity was finally revealed. Um, I thought they did it in a pretty cool way. Um, I was yeah. a little confused. I thought that Mary Dobson was coming up, but uh, they used uh, Nikki Cross, Nikki Cross. Um, which could be pretty cool. Sawyer Fulton, Alexander Wolfe, and, of course, Eric Young as uh, the four people that round out Sanity. I watched the episode of NXT today when I got home. Uh, I was watching the uh, episode when I got home before, and the whole entrance was in- was insane. Like, the whole just a black, pitch black, basically, with the spotlight on them. And they all came out of the mask and everything, so it was like, even though I saw who was beforehand, it's like, okay, if I didn't know, be like, I'd really be like, who were these guys? Like, who are these coming out? And and then it was awesome, just the beat down that they did and everything. I mean, it was Ty Dillinger, so it sucked. Cause, you know, he is the perfect ten. I know that's ruined, that's really what killed it. Glorious ten. I know. They ruined the glorious ten. I know. Or perfectly sucks. glorious. No, they were calling Glorious 10. Oh, I don't like that. I like Perfectly Glorious. But what you were saying before, the fact that NXT is pre-taped totally killed the surprise factor of what Sanity could have been. Any 
any other way being done, it would have been fantastic. See, that's I mean, yes, it sucks that they pre-tape it, but if you have some self-control like I do with the NXT tapings, I don't look at anything before NXT. The only reason I saw it is because my brother sent it to me, and that was it. Yep. So, I mean, Thanks, I, Dan. I don't read any of the NXT. I don't read any of the spoilers from NXT. SmackDown, when it was taped, it was a different story. I just never watched it. Why are you grilling us right now, like, so bad, Perry? Me? Yeah, you're just I'm like... I'm watching Brian, he's talking. You are literally not, just like... I'm trying to pay attention. Mean staring the shit out of the camera right now. No, I just... I have resting bitch face. So, I always look angry. People always ask me why I'm angry. I'm not angry. I'm just I'm just listening to Brian. I just have to pay attention so I don't like my ADD doesn't kick in. Okay, I gotcha. All right, I'm sorry, uh, Brian. Go ahead. What were you saying? Sorry. No, I was pretty much done. Okay. Um, I mean, honestly, sanity could be something very good. I'm a little interested to see what they do with the whole group and uh, whether or not Bobby Roode ends up joining them, because uh, obviously we know the ties with him and Eric Young. But uh, I guess we'll see there. Uh, anybody have? I, I, I highly doubt that. Yeah, you do. He, he ran. He ran off from them. They're going into a, I think, a program with <laughs> Perry's face. Well, you're saying I'm looking mean, so I'm trying to look nice. Oh God. <laughs> I think they're going to go into a program with Ty Dillinger and Bobby Roode. I think will be an amazing feud. Oh, I think so too. That's going to be great. It's going to be perfectly glorious. <laughs> I wonder why that one is so goddamn loud. Also. Bobby Roode's entrance. I gotta mention this again. It's amazing. It, it, it's the best in the business right now. He stands on what looks like a fucking Roomba. <laughs> yeah. And spins around. That's very true. But it's still a great entrance. Anybody else have anything that they want to add for uh, Gorilla before we move on to No Mercy? Yeah, did you see the Bret Hart apology to like everyone under the sun? Yeah, did you see my comment? Yeah, you're an asshole, actually. Um, why? You shouldn't say things like that, so. Why? Why? And I say, it's, it's a free what world. What did you say? I said he's still he said, a cock. He said he's still a cock, and I don't think that's very nice. I don't care. What is he going to do, come to my house and beat me up? It's not very nice. He did a nice thing and was apologizing for his negativity. He did a nice thing because he got yelled at. That's essentially what happened. He Somebody went up to him and was like, dude, you shouldn't be doing this. You're a dumbass. And he's like, oh, fine. I guess I'll go apologize. Yeah, so what? He opens he his mouth too much. He op- Yeah, I know, something you don't know anything about. He has a right to open his mouth. I'm he not saying he doesn't. Kind of... I, I, It has nothing to do with that, but the problem is he bitches and whines over everything. I don't care that he wants to open his mouth, but the fact, like, he's constantly blaming Seth Rollins for this, Seth Rollins for that. Oh, the show is shit. This is this. this. And it's like, okay, I get it. You ha- the you're show right. is shit. It's I don't not. understand why he, why can't he say that. It. It's shit. We say it. We tell we tell it like it is when a show is shit. And, you know, I know he was saying he he didn't say like anything terrible about Seth Rollins. He just said that he is uh, like dangerous, dangerous in the ring, which, you know, partially is. But I love him. And, you know, everybody makes the mistakes and stuff like that. But so far, so- nothing that nobody that has gotten injured from Seth Rollins has been Seth Rollins's fault, in my honest opinion. And they've all come out and said it's not their his fault; it's been their fault. But I'm, that's just totally a different subject for a different time. Um, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. good that that he apologized. You know, kudos to him. I mean, but over the years, I'm I'm just really growing sick and tired of Bret Hart's shit. I just feel like he really just wants so much attention for whatever reason. 
It's just getting... Yeah, I know he, like, apologized to Michael Hayes. I guess he had made a comment about the Freebirds. Um, Basically said the Freebirds didn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, and the Hart Foundation does. You know. Well, they do. The Hart Foundation does, and so does Demolition and so many other people. But that's also another topic that we will do on one of the shows is our Hall of Fame episode, so... Absolutely. So, just to kill this really quickly, and I I don't... I'll just say this. Yes, everybody that Bret Hart listed absolutely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, but where he was wrong was denying somebody their right to be in the Hall of Fame. That's unfair. That's all I'm yeah, going to say. If you're going to do that shit to anyone, it's like Coco Beware. <laughs> Coco Beware's not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Oh, there, <laughs> there you go. All right, but guys. Is he on that list? I don't know. Probably. They're like buddies, aren't they? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure he didn't say anything about Sonny being in the Hall of Fame. Notice that. He's had some sunny days, that's why. I know. There's some sunny days ahead. All right, anyways. Okay, let's get this ball rolling. You are a smelly pirate hooker! That's true. Let's get the ball rolling. Let's get the ball rolling, guys. All right, No Mercy. Uh, No Mercy kicked off with the triple threat um, World Heavyweight Championship match, which, from what I keep gathering, the speculation was that they were trying to fight the uh, the presidential debate. Whatever the reason was, it was a pretty interesting way of starting the show. Uh, the finish was awful. I, I just don't think that they knew what they wanted out of that match. Um, but the end result was pretty much what we all thought. We all came out with the uh, same winner, AJ Styles. Uh, looks like we're all up one nothing. Uh, Perry, Brian, and Mike. And uh, next match, uh, what was it? Corbin Swagger, I think. Uh, no. It... I don't know what it was. We're gonna go Corbin Swagger. Okay, Um, we'll just go. Um, and, uh, actually, pretty decent physical match. Uh, Perry was going night-night at this point, um, for some reason. Oh, and by by the way, Coco Beware was inducted in 2009. No fucking way. Get out of here. Wow. Well, that's pretty interesting. So cut, make sure you cut that part out. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to sound like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to do a lot of cutting and strutting That's all on right. this podcast. That's fine. Um, all right, Corbin Swagger. Uh, pretty decent match as far as physicality goes. Um, you know, we knew these two can actually do it in the ring. It's their problems on the mic. Uh, Corbin ended up coming out with the victory on this one, which gave the win to all of us, actually, again. So that's that. Um, tag match Beauty and the Man Beast versus the Usos this is actually the first time we all lost so uh, that's a loss for the three of us I, know, I thought about vo- I, I thought about I thought about picking Beauty and the Man Beast too and I just didn't <laughs> I, I just I didn't think that they would actually come away with it I figured this was the, it was their time to just get it like get oh. <clears throat> what's up oh, oh sorry I have the match card so we, okay. If you want to go in order now, um, what came after Beauty and the Man Beast? Well, we uh, we skipped between the title match and Beauty and the Man Beast. Nikki Bella uh, defeated Carmella. Oh, that was okay. So that, <clears throat> that was, was actually that. what I was going to go to next. Okay, uh, Nikki and Carmella. I think where are we? Me and Brian got that one. Woo! Hashtag winning. And. Um, Nothing really special about that match. I mean, just a pretty decent women's match. Uh, Nikki coming out with the victory, as we all thought. Well, as two of us thought she, we would. And then uh, Ziggler Miz. Yep. 
Okay. Um, Perry's the only one right here, and thank God Perry was right. That's all I'm going to say on that one. We were yeah, pretty much flipping out on this match. Amazing. Yeah, no, this match was definitely the match of the night. Hell yeah, because none of you guys got fate. It's not about fate. It's called being smart sometimes. Well, we weren't smart, so. But did you guys hear? Apparently they made that decision that the night of the pay-per-view. He was set to lose the entire time, and then they changed their, uh, the match of the night, I said. And uh, just basically, the thank God, because I felt like the show was very stale up until this point. Oh, yeah, totally. And um, you bitches didn't have no faith in Dolph Ziggler. Y'all chose against him. They didn't have no faith. And he won. Thank God, because my life would be so sad without him. Uh, while I'm very glad that Ziggler won, it, it like I said before, I mean, Ziggler was set to lose this match up until last minute. They changed their minds. So uh, let's just be glad that they decided to change their minds. That's yeah. Shit. Okay, it is what it is. Um, and then the main event of the night, which I thought was, while it was slow-paced, uh, these two were very good workers in the ring, and they definitely made it all work and come together at the end. Uh, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. And talking about fate, y'all motherfuckers thought Orton was going to win, and I said it was Bray. That was a snooze fest. You thought it was a snooze fest? Yeah, I was bored. Well, you were going that night, that's why. Maybe, maybe that's why. I thought it was a pretty decent storytelling match, and I mean, I know I said it uh, for a couple weeks in a row, but I, like, I'm starting to get into those roots where it's like, you know, matches and just about spots and stuff like that, but more about like how well they tell a story in the ring, and I think these two are the two of the best at, at doing that. So, hey guys, yeah, hey. I thought the I thought the end was good. Um, I thought that I like that they twisted it up. I like, you know, like what you said with the stories. They they have been building a really good story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just when they're in the ring together, I don't feel it anymore. I got you, Brian. Were you gonna say something? Yeah, um, I just gotta go outside real quick, so I'm just gonna step away. You guys can keep talking. I'll jump back on when I get in. Cool. Okay. okay. Um, so right now, the way it stands. Uh, Perry was two and three for this pay per view. Damn it! Brian was an even three and three, and I came out on top at four and two. Look at that! I think that. that was rigged. It was not rigged, you dumbass. I got more than two. No, you didn't. Really? You, no, yeah, you got because you lost Orton, you lost Carmella, you lost the Usos, you got Ziggler, and you got Corbin. Oh, and AJ. I mean, I lost. I didn't lose this. I didn't lose the Usos. I won the Usos. No, the Usos lost. You picked Usos. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you were three and two. Brian's three and three, and I'm four and two. Oh shit. Oh shit. Um, we'll go into Raw, I guess. Strengths and weaknesses of Raw. Um. From what I gathered, um, I know this is uh, ludicrous, but I actually didn't get a chance to watch Raw or SmackDown this week. I did read up on both of them. Uh, things that were pointing that like kind of stood out to me was that Heyman called out Bill Goldberg, which of course next week we're going to see what the outcome of that is. And uh, it's kind of looking like Kevin Owens and Jericho might be leading to a feud. Anything you want to add? I'm still hoping for that rumble win for jericho so we can see jericho owens at wrestlemania but i don't know that's kind of dreaming big well i don't know if i should say it on here because i know you guys don't like doing like the whole like rumor mill crap but apparently kevin owens has an opponent set for wrestlemania and i'm not too sold on it and it has nothing to do with the title either 
I don't want to know nothing about that. Yeah, I'm not, uh, like I said, I'm not entirely thrilled with it. And I doesn't... I'm hoping that it's not right. I'm hoping that it's too early and they're just fucking with people, you know what I mean? Like, you know, sometimes people throw stuff out there to kind of throw other people off. That's oh, all the time. Some of that stuff is. Because I feel like it's so early and, I mean, we're not even at Rumble and injuries could happen. Anything could happen, really. So... Of course. I mean, but look... yeah, no, I love that they're... They're going with – I'm sad that it's happening so soon where they're kind of turning on each other, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you look at last year, they had uh, Orton uh, – Orton. they had Undertaker and Cena set up, and then Cena got injured, and they had to change things. And that actually led to probably some of the best stuff that's happened, including the brand split, the draft, like the whole nine after the fact. Um, so, I mean, again, you never know what's going to happen. And uh, just kind of like gotta enjoy the ride while it while it's going through, you know. Yeah, totally. Uh, any weaknesses that you want to add for uh, Raw that you think? I mean, I feel like um, you know, I, I feel like SmackDown's totally the superior show by a long shot, like always. <laughs> um, I like that the women are going to be doing the cell match. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot to mention that. I think that's super cool. Um, I think it's going to be a hell of a match, too. Like, I th- I feel like it's going to get real dirty and crazy. I'm actually afraid for these two because when these two want to, um, they can absolutely go insane. They, uh, they're going to do everything they can to tear the house down. And I think Brian and I were talking about it before the sh- we started recording. Um, it would make sense for Raw to kind of repeat what SmackDown did and throw their world title match first. And then that leaves the main event open for the women as the first ever Hell in a Cell women's match, uh, main eventing a pay-per-view. And to be honest with you, I think that would absolutely go off, like, insanely. And Yeah, no, I think that would be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think because it's, like, an inaugural women's cell match. Yeah. I think it's going to be bloody and crazy and great. Do you think any of the women show color? No. No? No. I'm hoping. Uh, I I wouldn't mind it, but I think because it's still the PG era, you're not going to see any color from anyone. Unless it's accidental. I don't know, man. I think if these two wanted to, they could get it. I think they could... I think because it's the first, I think we might get it. Yeah, I think they could... I honestly don't see Vince saying no to... If either of them went up to Vince and Triple H and were like, listen, we want to make this a legit like thing, we want to show color, either of us, Vince is like, fine, but this is the last time you do this. Like, I, I think it's one of those type of conversations. But that's just me. I mean, it's me. possible, but I just, I don't see it happening. All right. Spe- speaking of Charlotte, though, her face on Raw when Rusev's music hit was classic. <laughs> <laughs> It was so classic, and then when he called her her black swan, I, like, lost my shit. <laughs> so funny. It was just so funny, and then Lana's sitting there. She's looking like Sandy at the end of Greece. Yeah. She got, like, she went from having, like, the white business suits to being, like, black leather whore. <laughs> I think Ziggler changed that. Yeah, I don't know. He must have done something, but... Something happened. Yep. Uh, any other things we want to add for Raw? Huh. Uh, no, I don't think so. I didn't think it was really the most fantastic Raw. I feel like the ratings um, are just very like stagnant. They, I feel like they're just staying low. And I don't know why. I don't know if just you know people are, are watching for the SmackDown people or if SmackDown 
I mean, it does have a great show, I have to say, but I feel like the ratings on Raw just aren't getting any better ever. Well, I think a lot of that has to do with Monday Night Football as well. It's possible, yeah. They do tend to have a pretty uh, hefty competition during football season, especially with Monday Night Raw, uh, Monday Night Football, excuse me. I think if they were smart and if they knew anything, they would cut this three-hour BS out and just go back to two hours. I think that would save the brand. I think that would help everything, and it would just be perfect. I think both shows would have straight-up competition with each other, and uh, we would be talking about, you know, back and forth, Raw is better than SmackDown, SmackDown is better than Raw every week. Yeah. That's just my opinion. It could. Also, something I forgot to add in on Gorilla Position Go. that I, I saw the other day, um, because if they cut down Raw, you know, they have that whole Cruiserweight division, they may not have time for it. There has been talk that of continuing the Cruiserweight Classic as a weekly, episodic uh, network show, the same as NXT, a one-hour show on the network every week, and it's just matches, and it's not a tournament every week, it's just they do the tournament one time a year for eight weeks or whatever, but the rest of the year is just... It's just... just Cruiserweight Classic with the title being defended every now and then and stuff like that. So a way to put Cruiserweights out there, I mean... I feel at that point that might end up being just a little bit too much. And that's me saying that. I mean, you're talking about Raw on Mondays, SmackDown's on Tuesdays, NXT on Wednesdays. You would probably throw the Cruiserweight Classic either before or after NXT on Wednesday or on Thursday. So right there, you're talking about four straight days of wrestling. You throw in a pay-per-view, you're talking about five straight days of wrestling. That's uh, It's a lot, and they have nowhere to go. Exactly. Like, NXT, they have somewhere to go at the end of it. You know what I mean? Like, if there's a cruiserweight show, it's like, you're on the cruiserweight show. There's there's no main roster for you. No. There's no going anywhere outside of this these four walls, which I think would really restrict people who deserve more. Yeah, I just don't want to see the higher-ups blame the cruiserweights for Raw losing ratings left and right. Because I think that's what it's coming down to, and I think that's unfair and unjust because they've been losing ratings for way longer than the cruiserweights have been around. So, um, all right, let's switch it over to SmackDown. Um, <sighs> what? I love AJ Styles. Oh, okay. I love him. I do. I love him. I love everything about him. I love his promos. I love the faces he makes when he's doing his promos, like when he was like in Ambrose's face and he's like. What are you going to do, Dean? <laughs> Listen, Dean. Like, and he, like, I wish I could show my face, like, while doing it. He's like, ugh, like, mocking him. Like, it's weird. Like, he was a child. He's such, like, a, like, how I feel about Kevin <coughs> Owens. I just think he's such a great heel, and I don't think he should ever be anything else but a heel. Um, But he did, Um, he was doing the Styles Clash at one point on James Ells- Ellsworth. And, um... Uh, dude tucked his chin, and I really thought he was just about to break his neck or or die or something. It was going to be bad. It looked awful. I was so scared. Um, hold on, hold on. Styles, I have a question. James, yeah. how the hell did James Elworth tuck his chin? He doesn't have one. He doesn't have one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming because I thought the same thing. I was like, damn. I was like, that bitch ain't got no chin. <laughs> he about to not have a face either. He ain't got no chin. Um, Lieutenant Dan, you ain't got no legs. I mean, the pro that Styles is, um, you know, he saw it. He saw it as it was happening, and he put his legs out instead of dropping the knees. And thank God he did, because that kid wouldn't have walked out of that ring, I can tell you right now. Yeah, that's uh, 
when you told me that, I, I want to go and check that out just to see, like, what the hell happened, but, uh... And that... it was really, like, such a fun thing, too, like, um, you know, Dean Ambrose has a special guest referee. Can you guys hear me? Yep. Yeah. Are you there? Uh, can you hear me? Yep. Awesome. So, yeah, it was a really fun, um, piece with, you know, Ambrose as a special guest referee, and then, like, you know, Styles is picking his his opponent for the night, so you know, he picked him and and then Daniel Bryan came out and was like, Yeah, no, that's fine, you can do it because, you know, this kid deserves a shot and uh but, you know, Ambrose is gonna and he just he just did everything under us and he was eating people's popcorn and drinking their soda. He was on the phone when, you know, Styles was trying to get the count. It was really such a fun thing, but that part was nerve wracking. Like I really I was like, Jesus Christ, please don't let this kid get paralyzed. Yeah, that definitely sounds scary. Yeah, when I saw that happen, I got worried. I'm like, okay, he's not moving. I don't know if he's playing it off well or if he got hurt during the status clash. Oh, so he definitely looked like he got hurt after the fact? I, I, a, a little bit. It looked more so like he was playing it off because I'm hoping he was just playing it off because Dean Ambrose dragged him out of the ring and held him up by his arm to raise his arm in victory on the ramp. So I'm hoping he wasn't hurt. And he showed up on Talking Smack afterwards, so he should be fine. Okay. But uh, it, it, it looked like he played off pretty well. Could you guys imagine if James Ellsworth is the new 1-2-3 kid? Holy shit. <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm not saying that I'm complaining about it. I mean, the kid's obviously got something going. And he's got a world title shot next week. Yeah. Uh-uh. I mean, at least it's, it's not a bag of money. They better not do something fucking stupid. They're not going to give him the belt. That's what I'm saying. They better not do anything stupid. Yeah, I hope not. Um, can we talk about like one of the coolest things coming out of SmackDown? SmackDown calling out Raw for Survivor Series? <gasps> You're right. Yes. That's the best thing. Literally- oh, my God. The classic Survivor Series matches? I'm dying. There's like there's like five of them. I'm just so stoked. There's three. Whatever. It's close enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I'm really excited about this because I've been saying for years, I wish they would get back to classic Survivor Series. Like, classic Survivor Series is the most fun. You know, it keeps you on the edge of your seat. You don't know who's going to come out on top. Yeah. Um, you know, it could be five against one. It could be, you know, two against three. I just... I always loved classic Survivor Series, and when they kind of did away with those classic matches, I I kind of fell off on that Survivor Series. Like I don't really care about it anymore. Well, it didn't. It's like taking the Royal Rumble match out of the Royal Rumble pay per view. It almost doesn't make sense. Like the Survivor, exactly. Like the Survivor Series matches are what makes Survivor Series. I am super stoked for the five on five best Raw versus best SmackDown guys, and uh, I mean. In, Vasey used to talk about it all the time on here. You know, bragging rights was his favorite pay-per-view because it had, like, meaning to it and this and that. This is essentially bragging rights. Yeah, so bragging rights in a match. Exactly. And, I mean, we, we're we probably going to talk about it, obviously, during the uh, as we lead up to Survivor Series, but I can't wait to see the teams that come out of this. The tag team one is going to be great. The women's one is going to be great. Uh, Survivor Series actually looks like it's going to be a formidable pay-per-view. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I can't wait. I I hope I can come out to New York. What was that? I hope I can come out to New York for it. I hope so, too. I mean, that would definitely be a lot of fun. Um, So just so anybody doesn't know, the three of us actually watched No Mercy together, which was hella fun. I think that was the first time we watched the pay-per-view, just the three of us. 
Just the three of yes. us, yeah. yeah. Until Royal Rumble, that is. That that is true. That's going to be epic of beyond epic. It's it's almost Royal Rumble season, and I'm getting so excited. It's like how people kind of like count down, you know, to like Christmas and things like that. I like count down to Royal Rumble season. Like I yes. wait. I'm like, okay, well, we we have Survivor Series, and then the next big one is the Royal Rumble. Yep. So like, we just need to get past thanksgiving and survivor series and then that's it we're moving on moving on to bigger and better that's right and i mean roy rumble weekend is all about guacamole and candy salad yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh anything else brian you want to add for smackdown no my two favorite parts were ambrose styles ellsworth and shane and brian calling out raw that's really it okay although we may not have seen the last of the spirit squad I thought that uh, we're going to get a six-man tag out of it. Oh, yeah? Oh, okay. Uh, Beauty and the Man Beast and Ziggler versus Spirit Squad and Miz. Okay. At, like, I the see next... that at Survivor Series. Yeah. Um, I really, I'm starting to enjoy um, seeing Naomi every week. Agreed. Uh, I think she's been so deserving of a championship run, and I feel like she just hasn't gotten it, and they've never given her a shot. And I really do think she'd be, you know, do really well as a champion. I just don't, I don't know if they see the backing behind her, and I don't know if that's what's holding them back from making her a champion. Um, but this girl's been going for years now, and I think she deserves a little bit of a shot, at least at least the shot, you know what I mean? If not the run, at least the shot. Well, so I, I'm really hoping that she kind of, uh, gets past Alexa bliss and we can, we can get, um, her on the path to going against, uh, Becky. I agree with you. And I don't know if you guys heard, but apparently the, the working is that they're going to put her into that match as a triple threat. Apparently they're putting Naomi in the path, uh, so that they set up a triple threat match when, uh, Becky comes back. So it would be Alexa Bliss, Naomi, and, uh, what did I say? Becky, Naomi, and Alexa Bliss. Yeah. So that would be interesting. You guys there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just making sure. Um, all right. Anything uh, else? And unless no, and then we're going to move on to some uh, fun, fun, fun trivia. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. I guess we're moving on to trivia. Uh, all right. All right, guys. You wish you could trivia with your host, Mike Kimmel. This week's players are Perry Jericho and Brian Ortiz. All right, guys. It's the game, uh, WWE video game portion of the uh, You Wish You Could trivia game. Uh, this oh, cut it out. I'm gonna lose. No, you might not. Uh, they're they're relatively not. easy questions, and the so there's five questions, and then the fifth question has a chance to really break away or earn your spot. One, two, three, four, five, six, ten answers that are like if you you can get up to ten points on the uh, the last question. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Let's see. We need like buzzers or something. Buzz. Buzz. <laughs> that maybe works, maybe. Alright. First question is What was the first f- ever fully licensed WWE WWF game? Or WWF game, I should say. Ooh. Go. 
uh, WrestleFest? Uh. <laughs> Sorry. What do you mean? That's wrong. Buzz. Brian. Was it uh, WrestleMania arcade game? Oh, it was WrestleMania. Uh, Brian said WrestleMania the arcade game, <laughs> which is wrong. It wasn't but... like, like WrestleMania on the NES. It was WrestleMania on the NES in 1989. I do remember because uh, I was like, oh, no, WrestleFest had Earthquake, and that shit wasn't until, like, 90s. The late, yeah, the late 80s, early 90s. Yep. That shit's, like, as old as me. <laughs> How am I supposed to know this? Come on, man. Get with the times. It had, like, the two, it had, like, the two pictures in the top of the screen. Yes, and on the cover was Hulk Hogan ripping his uh, his shirt open. Yeah. I okay, owned the, I fucking loved the shit out of this game. So that do had... I win that because I got it again? Yes, I will give that to you. Yes. So, all right. It had the blue bar steel cage in it. Yes. No. Okay, that was my... No, that was WrestleFest. Yes, that was WrestleFest. WrestleFest then. WrestleFest was like the greatest arcade game ever. Yes. All right, it question was. number 2, Perry's up one nothing. Yes. What was the first ever game the cage match was presented in? WrestleFest. Wrestle Buzz. uh Brian buzzed in. <laughs> WrestleFest. WrestleFest. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. It was on NES, to give you guys a hint. Perry, you have the chance to steal it. If I don't answer, do I lose? I don't lose points, right? No, you don't lose points. Buzz. <laughs> Is it Royal Rumble? Brian, you can't keep answering. You're going to start to lose points. Oh, damn it. I'm going to pass on this because I, I really don't know. Oh, man. Hold on, hold on. were able to get it right. It was WWF Steel Cage Challenge for the NES. I don't remember that one. It existed. I was just a peanut though, so. A peanut, yeah. Um, you weren't even you were like weren't even born yet. It was after WWF WrestleMania, so obviously I was born. And I played WWF WrestleMania, so I'm also a bigger video game nerd than I think the both of you guys are. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. All right. First and only wrestling game with an M rating. Hint is, it wasn't necessarily a WWE game. Uh, Monday Nitro for the PS1. Perry didn't buzz in, but I'll still give her the <clears throat> answer. And the and the answer was... <clears throat> Brian, do you want to take a shot? Buzz. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure. I'm thinking one of two games. I'm thinking of two games right now. Well, you got to pick one um, of them. You don't I'm get gonna, two answers. I'm going to go with WCW and NWO Revenge. Probably wrong. You're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it was ECW Hardcore Revolution. Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't even think of that. I forgot about that game. Yeah, it was rated M for barbed wire matches, apparently like scantily clad women, like all this other, and language. So all the good stuff. All the good stuff. All the good stuff. All right. Two more questions, and Perry's still winning one nothing. <laughs> All right. First ever game that had create a wrestler mode in it. Oh, jeez. Buzz. Brian. WF Warzone. Perry, do you want to try answering before he answers? Before I'm, I'm sorry. I lost sound. What did Brian say? Brian. WF Warzone. Oh, no, I think I'm wrong, and I think I just realized what the, my, the, what the correct answer is. Perry, do you what want to try the, answering? The question again? What was the first ever game... What game had the first ever create a wrestler mode in it? 
Um, SmackDown versus Raw, uh, 2006. All right, Perry was. Brian, your answer was. Oh, Jesus. Your answer was right, Brian. Yes. What was your answer, Brian? Warzone. Warzone. I don't I had... see, you know, I missed like a whole giant chunk of video games. Like, I missed like PS2 through all the way through the PS3 and Xbox 360. Like, I didn't play nothing. That, w- that, was, that was PS1. On One. I don't remember that. I only remember the WCW had... game, and I remember I like. this. I remember N64, WrestleMania. I remember Royal Rumble on the uh, Super Nintendo. Okay. I remember that game because it had the tribute to Owen Hart in it. Oh, it did. That's right. I forgot about that. And he was—that was the last game he was in. Yeah. Wow. Fun fact. They need uh, to make him some fucking DLC or something. Where the fuck he been? Seriously. Actually, it... technically, that's not the last game he was in. What? He was in um, Legends of Wrestling. All right, WWE license game. Yes. All right. All right, guys. You're both tied, and there's a chance for a possible twenty points out of this next question. All right, so here's what I'm going to do. Uh, you'll go off back and forth one at a time. Uh, there, The WWF Royal Rumble game featured several different superstars on both Sega and SNES version. Can you name the ten superstars that were different in each game and which system they came from? I don't remember the differences. I don't even think I played it on Genesis because I played it on Super Nintendo. Uh, Narcissus Lex Luger on the Super Nintendo? Well, Narcissus Lex Luger is correct. He was in the game, but he was in both versions, and that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for characters that were specific to each system. Oh, like ones that weren't on the other system? Correct. I don't even... I didn't even know that there was a difference. Yep. Um, I think one of them might have been Undertaker? Undertaker was in both, so... Uh, this is a bad question. Bad question. You guys are just stupid. Yokozuna? On what system? Sega? No, he was on... No, he was not! He was on Super Nintendo, but he did get Yokozuna right, so that's partial. It's half a... Like, essentially one point. That's such bullshit. I just said the narcissist Lex Luger, and you just fucking gave me a wrong answer. Luger was on both systems. That's not the and question. So was Yokozuna. Yokozuna was on just Super Nintendo. He was specific to the Super Nintendo version of the game. And Brian just said Sega. I know, he got that part wrong, but he got Yokozuna right. This is such garbage. Can you... <laughs> Tatanka. Tatanka for what system? For the Super Nintendo. That's too right. Perry's up 3-2. Earthquake? Um, no. Earthquake, I think, was on both systems. The model Rick Martel was on Super Nintendo. The model was right. <laughs> model is right, but he was on the Genesis version. I really thought he was on both. No, he was just on the Genesis. Uh, Perry's up four two, Brian. I'm gonna lose. No, nobody else uh, wants to guess on any of the other ones. 
dude, I don't remember last week. <laughs> I'm not going to remember like 15 years ago when I was three years old. All right. I'll go 24 through. 24 years ago when I was three years old. I'm sorry. I can't math. I'll go through the list really quickly. Hulk Hogan was exclusive to the Genesis. Tatanka. See, I was going to say Hogan, but I thought he was in both. That's what I thought. When I saw that, I was like, oh my God, no, he was just in the. That's weird. Like, the your big guy is only in one version, which I don't get. Uh, Tatanka. You know, what's up? You know what's, You know what's crazy? What? Is I had that Royal Rumble, like, standee for the Genesis, remember? Yeah. It was, like, that big thing from, like, the video store that I got, like, a couple years ago. I know. I, I want that. Genesis people. Yeah. I threw that out. <coughs> you what? Yeah, when I moved, I threw it out. Why would you throw that out? Because it got all fucked up. What do you mean? It got all fucked up. I put it in the laundry room, and it got all, like... Like damp and it's cardboard, so it like. Oh my do well. god, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> Your tears sustain me. Oh my god. Alright, I'm just gonna finish this list. Uh, Tatanka was exclusive to the Super Nintendo. Papa Shango was exclusive to the Genesis. Flair was exclusive to Super Nintendo. The Model exclusive to Genesis. Mr. Perfect exclusive to Super Nintendo. Jim Duggan exclusive to Genesis. Yokozuna, which I believe Brian called, was exclusive to Super Nintendo. IRS, exclusive to Genesis. And Ted DiBiase, exclusive to Super Nintendo. And Perry wins 4-2. to Alright. Now she's excited because she won. Good job, Perry. Thanks. Those were awful questions. They were pretty good questions. They were really tough. Well, yeah, just because they're tough doesn't mean they're awful. Yeah, that's what that means. I like the easy road, babe. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so let's start talking about some uh, games. Do you want to talk about older WWE games first, or do you want to talk right about to, uh, 2K17? Anybody can answer whenever they like. Dealer's choice. All right, old school games first. So we talked about WrestleFest. Damn, I want to do 2K first. Oh, so <laughs> can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Yeah. Hi. Uh, oh, okay, because I answered before, but and then you said, well, well, we said dealer's choice, and I was like, but I'm here too. Okay, so what do you want to talk about first? I want to talk about 2K17 first. All right, let's do it. We're going to talk about 2K17 then. Um, what's up? It's fun. It, it's a lot of fun. I would say, so Perry and I ran into a couple of snags in the game, which I would put under weakness category, quote-unquote. I have three weaknesses for the game. Uh, there's no Royal Rumble, and there's no backstage for online gameplay, which is kind of shit. Um, that's essentially what, like, is the bread and butter of these games that per- you'll, you know, Brian, you'll realize on Royal Rumble weekend. Um, all we do that's is... That's the whole reason I'm not going to buy this game. What? The whole reason I'm not going to buy this game. You have it. No, I borrowed it. Oh, I thought you got it. No, I, I wanted to try it first, but now that there's no Royal Rumble, um, that's a deal breaker for me. So I guess Wait, there's no rumble in it. There's, there's no, no rumble, rumble online. online play. Uh, I was gonna get it to play with Mike online, but they don't got Royal Rumble, and that's what I like to play. Well, wait. How can? Because if you don't have it, then how are we gonna play on Rumble Weekend? Because mine's digital. I can't just bring a digital copy to your house. You can I have PS4. In. Oh yeah, Brian's got PS4. I got PS4. Oh, there you go. All right, so we figured that out. All right, never mind. Um. So, yeah, that was definitely a deal-breaker. And then, once again, no custom theme songs. I mean, we're talking about modern-gen systems that can pretty much play fucking cable and virtual reality, but you can't put your own goddamn theme songs in your fucking game. 
Yeah, that was a bummer. I was kind of sad about that because we, you know, we used to mix our own songs and like, yeah, you know, mix a, a bunch of different shit together, and it would be like our tag team theme song, and like, you can't do that shit anymore. Like, there was a point where I had like Chris Benoit's music, and I like, I really, you know, was stoked about it. And Correct. There's outside of you know the actual roster music. There's really not too much to choose from except some like stuff that's like william regal shit you know what i mean where it's just like that weird music that someone composed you know yeah um also perry um side note uh when we're done with the show remind me to text you a picture of the hearts and spades logo that i think looks pretty fucking legit oh awesome okay all right um and then the third weakness of the game before we talk about how really a lot of fun the game is is that it can totally ruin a marriage and i'm just saying that right (laughs) now (laughs) Being up to like I've, two... I've wanted to do nothing but play this game since it came out. Like, yeah. mess around and create. And the creative, you know, when you start getting into creative modes, yeah, uh, you know, you can get out of control. Especially you. Like, you're worse than me. I lose attention quickly. You're like, you could sit there for fucking eight hours and like create an arena, and like you'll create like one arena in like eight hours because you, you're so detailed. But I am very detail oriented. I spent an hour and a half on creating an arena, and hopefully. Um, I'm putting it out there right now that Brian, Perry, and I can finally get something that we've wanted to do. Well, I've personally wanted to do, and I know I've gotten Brian and jo- like into it, and Perry have gotten into it before, that we've wanted to do for a very long time and get it off the ground. And hopefully with You Wish You Could podcast, with Downright Inc., with all these backings, we can finally get it up and off the ground and at least going for at least a year. Let's just hope to that. So let's see how it goes. Um, I'm not going to announce what it is because obviously there's a lot of fine tuning to be done, but it is something that can be very cool and a lot of fun if it works. Uh, the back, but like Perry was saying, the creation suite in this game is just that it's sweet. So much creation that you can do. And it's insane. The, the belts, the custom logos, which I love about the new systems. You can essentially make something on Photoshop. If you're good with Photoshop, Throw it onto the game and utilize it in your arenas and your belts and your character, whatever you want, and it's pretty fucking sweet. Yo, uh, but where the fuck is Demolition? <laughs> I've been waiting for some fucking years to get Demolition in a game, and they're still not here. The Road Warriors are not in it. No. Demolition's not in it. I'm really not like super stoked with the Legends and the DLC. For this game, I'm not yeah. like a giant fan. Even the Legends pack isn't really like. Like usually, I look forward to that shit, and this year I'm not really. Who is the Legends so pack this it. year? What's that? Who is in the Legends pack this year? Um, I just read it when I was at work. Hold on, I'm gonna pull it up really quickly right now. Um, but as Perry was saying, I mean the roster is stacked, and at the same time, it's very, very lacking. Uh, really cool though. Big Boss Man's in it with his awesome music. Yeah, I know. You were stoked about that. I was so excited. I was so excited about that. And, like, it's always good to see Mr. Perfect and Bobby Heenan. Like, those are guys, like, that should always be in it. And, you know, I know that Mr. Perfect was, you know, they just added him, like, last year for the first time in a while. So, it was, that was cool. And Ravishing Rick Rude, that's, it's so funny with him, like, giving shit to the crowd when he comes out. I love that about it. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, like... Where the hell's demolition, man? Like for a while too, they in in the creation you could put their they could use use their outfits, but they were never in the game. Yeah, no, agree. I don't know where demolition is. Uh, same question goes for the uh, Hall of Fame, but 
Again, that's another time, another place. Uh, so I have all the DLC up. Um, the Future Stars pack is going to be featuring Ares, Anderson and Gallows, Mojo Rowley, which is just fucking random, and uh, the Perfect Ten himself, Ty Dillinger. And then the Hall of Fame Showcase features Cactus Jack, DDP, and the Freebirds, uh, the, the Von Erics, Ivory and Jacqueline, um, Papa Shango, and of course, and then the Legends pack is going to be Brutus, Eddie Guerrero, Greg Valentine, Psycho Sid, and Tatanka. Yeah, I was excited for um, Brutus. Oh, you were excited well, for Brutus? Eddie- Eddie always, Eddie always, like, I just think he should always, he's a staple, he should be there. Um, but yeah, no, I, Bruce Beefcake was fun when I was a kid, you know what I mean? I loved his music, I loved how he looked, and you could probably, like, do some cool stuff with his outfits. Mm-hmm. So, I'm kind of excited for Brutus Beefcake, but, you know, whatever to the rest. Yeah. I mean, no, I agree with that. Um, I'm really i really hope that i eventually get shinsuke nakamura because if i got this game and i end up not getting shinsuke nakamura for out of it i'm gonna be fucking furious just Mm -hmm. saying right now uh supposedly he is supposed to be released later on yeah that's what i'm hoping for the entrances in this game have you have like you guys been dabbling like with people's entrances and like how detailed and like ridiculous they are Ben Balor's is nuts. It's insane. Did you do the demon one or did you do the regular Balor one? Just the regular one. He was number one in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, it it was insane. Like, it's so weird to, like, just how much fine detail they pay attention to. And I know it sounds stupid, but, like, in a game like that, like, that's what makes it so realistic and makes you feel like you're actually, like, living that part of, you know, what you love doing. But, um... The replay value and the backstage brawling, which we haven't talked about. The backstage brawling is so much fun. Super fun. Agreed. I loved going through there again. I feel like I haven't done that since maybe 2012. No, the was last that... game that they had this on was uh, was No Mercy, I think. If not No Mercy, then no. a SmackDown game. No, they did the Road to WrestleMania where you could pick like Jericho, Cena, or somebody else. But that was just backstage. Like, you couldn't take the fight backstage. Like, this is the first game where you could actually, like, go from the ring to the walk up the ramp and walk backstage and fight oh, back yeah, there. Oh, yeah, like, walk up the ramp. Yeah. Yep. That, it's, it's so much fun, and it just and adds another element. What's that? And go through the crowd. That's cool, too. Did you do that yet? No, I went through the door, and then I shut down the match. Uh, okay. Like I went through one of the doors backstage, and it ended up in the crowd. Yep. Which I thought was cool, um, but then you know I turned it off because I had some other things to do. So. Gotcha. Brian, how much have you been playing? Um, basically, all I've done with it is going to my career, and I've done basically that. And I was messing around with uh, universe mode a little bit today as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so the career mode seems to, seems to be pretty fun. Um, it's, it's a lot different, a lot of different aspects than what it's, what it has been. They have a t-shirt tracker on there now, so you can actually sell merch and get uh, virtual credits for it. Yep. So I think that's actually pretty cool. Um, that's a new feature. Um, it, it's just been fun to play. Uh, I feel like it's their overhaul, not overhauling, but they're revamping my career every year and they're making it better every year, which is good because the first two iterations of it were just not good in my opinion have you guys replay value have either of you guys tried doing promo cutting or yet or no yes no it's 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 a little difficult very difficult 
it, it's essentially oh. like Fallout meets WWE. Like you have to make a decision. Almost, actually, not Fallout. Um, anybody play the Telltale games out there? No. Like the, oh, Jesus Christ, am I the only fucking video game nerd in this room? Yeah, I got other things still. You're such a liar. Like what? Eat your fucking fat ass sandwiches and stuff. Hell yeah. <laughs> But um, essentially what you do is you have a very limited time limit to make a decision that affects your promo either negatively or positively. And, like, you can either bore the crowd or hype the crowd up. And if you're promoing against another superstar, um, you can essentially, like, beat him in a word battle. And it's really, like, again, just fine details like that just make the game and uh, make career mode a lot more fun. Plus, I think you can input promos into uh, universe mode as well. Um, anything else we want to talk about about WWE 2K17? No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, any other favorite... Oh. What's up? If WWE is listening, if anybody is listening at all, please give us more than fucking 96 and 97 Shawn Michaels. Please. <laughs> Every year, it's the same goddamn Shawn Michaels. I just spent 58,000 BC on some 96 and 97 Shawn Michaels, which were like, you know, they get boring every year. It's the same ones that had it last year with the Stone Cold thing. You know, it was dope, though. Me and my brother were talking, and it's like, I wish I had say in these things, because I like, I did like the showcases, and I know, like, a lot of the younger fans didn't really get into it as much as maybe like some of us that were kind of around for Attitude Era and stuff like that. But I feel like, how have you not had a Shawn Michaels showcase? How have you not? This guy is Mr. WrestleMania. He, yeah, and I'm talking like, we should do, they should do like show, I'm talking. Perry? Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. So. I feel like they should do a full Michaels showcase, like from the Rockers. Work Ooh. as the Rockers, literally be able to do like a button combo and kick Marty Janetti through the barbershop window. Yes, <laughs> and then and then move on to like Intercontinental Champion Shawn Michaels with like the cow print, with the cow print tights. With, with Sherry. Mm-hmm. And then move on. Like, he had such a fucking great storied career. And he was so many different versions of himself that I feel like, how have you not tapped into this yet? No, and that... everybody knows, everybody knows Shawn Michaels. It's not like it's an old person thing or a young person thing. Everybody knows Shawn Michaels. Yeah. I mean, I and think I just, one like, game they did, like, uh, they did Shawn Michaels and Triple H. I think that was about it, though. Yeah, they did the DX, and they did the Brothers of Destruction. And, yeah. You know, they did it all in one showcase, which was also cool, because yeah. you got a little bit of everything. But, man, I mean, they did, you know, like the Stone Cold one, and I just feel like if you're going to do one for someone, why not Shawn Michaels from, like, go? No, I... I don't, maybe they don't want, maybe they don't want to pay Marty Jannetty. I don't know. Nobody wants to pay Marty Jannetty, first of all. Um, I know a lot of people that are like, oh, I'm so glad they got rid of the showcase mode. I absolutely love showcase mode because it gave you a replay value for the game. If you didn't want to do career mode, if you didn't want to do universe or you didn't want to just do a one-on-one match, you had the option of, you know, 
reliving some pretty cool history in wrestling that uh, otherwise a lot of people don't just go sit down like they aren't nerds about wrestling like us like they don't go sit down and watch you know old pay-per-views and follow the storyline and know what the storyline was they it's all given to them during that that showcase mode i just thought it was a cool feature i loved the 30 years of wrestlemania and i think it was wwe 2k 13 yeah and um, the attitude mode, which was even cool. Like, there was just so many different ways of the showcase that they definitely, uh, you know, accelerated the gameplay. Um, I I can't wait f- to see if they add... I know they're going to add a couple showcases, the Legend showcases, but I hope they rebring that back in a future game or not. Yeah, but I don't think they're full showcases. I think it's just, like, a few matches. They are. It is, it's called the Legend Showcase. It's just... It, it's exactly what you said. It's a couple matches... Uh, with the storyline behind them. Yeah. Uh, Brian... But anyway, that, that's my dream, WWE, so let's get on it. You can't get any better than Shawn Michaels, so... It's true. I think that's the smartest thing he said all night. <laughs> Brian? Um, honestly, I was never really a big fan of the showcases. I'm not really into those objective-based formats of game like i want to play like i want to play a game like win at it and stuff like that i'm not i'm not really objective kind of person um so like i like to mess around with universe more often than anything like i'll mess around with my career and try to win some belts and stuff but mostly what i do is go into universe mode and set it up and see how things turn out and try to come up with like these crazy storylines and stuff like that so um one thing i hope they bring back is gm mode Yes, I was expecting that this year because there was a lot of talks about it, and then yeah. uh, there wasn't it. But I mean, hopefully, you know, we'll get some semblance of that when we uh, team up with uh, Downright Network and uh, do our little draft and everything. So that, honestly, I'm excited about that. I think that's gonna be a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Um. By by the way, that draft is it? You, me, Perry, and they. We have four shows, or our show versus their show. I think it's our show versus their show. Okay, that's one mixture. I'm pretty sure that's how it's going to work out. Um, so I don't have anything more. I figure we'll uh, we'll end this a little earlier than we normally do. Uh, next week we're looking at greatest repackages, which should Wait, be. You didn't what? You didn't at all talk about any of the older games. You didn't want to talk about older games? Nah, that's fine. Oh, okay. Just cut this. Sorry. <laughs> Um, no, we're not going to talk about any of the older games, because I could probably go on and on and on about the older games left and right. Um, but really quickly, how about this? Each of us throw out their favorite game that's not part of the 2K series, uh, that was before the 2K series. Perry? Royal Rumble for the Super Nintendo. Brian? Smackdown 2. Ooh, that's a good one. The the never-ending season. Yes, that's right. It was it was actually a thirty year season, so it did end. But it did end, yeah. Best best season, best season ever. Oh, absolutely! Because you know what, you it showed you like you know, okay, this is pretty fucking grueling, and it's like yeah, and and random people popped up. Yep, it was new characters all the time. Absolutely, um, definitely a lot of fun. I, I like that pick. Um, mine's tough because I, I'm a very big old school guy, so I'm either gonna go WrestleFest, which was an arcade based game, which we've talked about a couple times. The, the roster in that game was amazing, first of all. And then, like, I can't tell you how many quarters and dollars and whatever I wasted just trying to win belts and championships on that game or No Mercy because No Mercy was essentially that, like, 
that stepping stone game that really led to what we have now as far as wrestling video games. Um, but that's that was uh, those are my picks. Those are your picks. Know what I used to do when what? I was a kid? What's that? I used to I used to um, like get the wrestling video games and I used to record the wrestlers' music on my Talkboy. Mm-hmm. And because it was like the only thing that like played their whole song without like crowd and like commentators. And then when I would do like the wrestling matches with like my figures and stuff, I would play the music for their entrances. Well, that's pretty. I've never thought about that. Because like uh, Royal Rumble, like when you when you scrolled over to their picture, it just played their song like until you until you scrolled off of them. Yeah, no, that I I didn't think about that. That's uh, that's very true. Um, I actually I think at that point in time, there, the internet was actually a thing, and I would actually just download the the wrestlers' theme songs. It was not a thing. It was a thing. Not when the Royal Rumble came up for the Super Nintendo. No, but I'm talking about like. No, well, no, because AOL was around. No, it was not. No, maybe not that then. Early nineties. No. Yeah, it was like the early nineties. Um, I want to. I was in like. I was in like third and fourth grade when I did that, so I don't even know what year that was. Yeah, I mean, I know that um, my cousin, my brother, and I did similar stuff uh, as far as like get, gaining like theme songs and stuff. But like we would scour essentially the the uh, proverbial globe to try to find each wrestler's theme song to use them for our wrestling action figures. Yeah, it was important. It was very important. Re- uh, real uh, realism is definitely a factor. The struggle was real. The struggle was yeah. definitely real for us. These kids don't know what they have. They have it easy this today. Yeah, totally. Me, me, me and my brother just used the uh, used to get the CDs, so we'd use the CDs to get our guys out to the ring. Yes, and the problem with that though is if you didn't have their theme song on the CD, you would either have to like find it some other way, or if you were like us, you would just sing it. We did that a few times. Yeah. Um, we should definitely have like a, a like an action figure like a, like show, like just talk about like our favorite figures, or how. The ones from the mid to late '90s, where you could rip the heads off and swap the heads on if you did it right. Totally that did that. Stupid. No, it wasn't. It was stupid. awesome. I had like Shawn Michaels on Bret Hart's body. I had uh, Undertaker's head on Diesel's body, and you know, my brother painted them. Nice. So it gave him a new outfit. See. Sometimes Jocelyn messes up their names, and she'll be like, "Oh, uh, Bret Michaels," or <laughs> like she always like mixes their names up. Like she'll put a first name with last name. So it's kind of like the same thing. Kind of. All right, um, so next week, like I said before, greatest repackages. Uh, we're going to be talking about superstars that have reformed themselves and uh, have definitely uh, turned around for the better. Some of the best superstars uh, in the business have definitely had uh, some pretty interesting repackages, so we'll go over all that next week, and uh, we'll have a pretty interesting promo as well next week too. I'm excited for that one. Um, like I said, we'll probably be hearing from Joe as from uh, Downright Network. Uh, to officially launch and get everything going. Uh, Downright Network is going to be doing our website. Um, And then there's also another uh, major announcement that Joe will be making as far as this podcast uh, that doesn't uh, include what we were talking about before with the draft thing. Um, I think that's actually it. I appreciate everybody for listening. Um, And just so everybody knows, and uh, my two uh, buddies over there know, we've officially hit South America. There is uh, people downloading the podcast in South America. Awesome, right? Anybody Brian's people. The podcast. Anybody who listens uh-huh. to the podcast, I, I just need to know this because I really I was thinking about this in the car on the way home from work, and I was like, I wonder who people like on the podcast the most, and I think it's me. 
<laughs> so I think I think, <laughs> I think I'm everyone's favorite. So if you're listening to the podcast and you hear this, go onto our page and leave a comment. I'll, I'll we'll put something up about who who you like to listen to on the podcast the most. And I want to I want to see what comes out of this. Can I just ask a, a honest to god question? Because I just want a, a lot of countries don't like the gays. No, a lot of countries don't like the gays. Um, so I might not be a favorite in like Jamaica. <laughs> so in all seriousness, the, we do this. The fans come out, and it ends up that I'm the favorite. How awful are you going to feel with your life, and how much of a drunken binge do you go into? Well, I'll probably go into a really bad drunken bitch, <laughs> but it's probably going to be rigged by you. It's Okay, I'm not going to rig anything, first of all. All right. All right, we're signing off, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, just thank you again, everybody, for listening to the show. Uh, follow us on Facebook. Or, no, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. We're also on Podbean and uh, Podcast Addict as well, uh, if you have it on your smartphone. And just remember, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's too bad. That where? Too good. Smell ya!